This is Shakespeare Closely Read. I'm your host, Mark Naftal. In this podcast, I read the works of William Shakespeare and other authors in the public domain. In addition to reading these works in their entirety, I will stop frequently to comment on the text, its meaning, and lessons to be drawn. This is a place for lovers of Shakespeare's words, words, words. I delight in the beauty of his language and believe through this beauty we can find truth and how to live a virtuous life. I hope this podcast can help students understand Shakespeare better and how to appreciate his sometimes difficult language. Maybe you can use it to help you write papers or study for tests. Drop me an email at shakespeareclosely at gmail.com. If you have questions, I would like some help. Let us resume. We are now at scene two of act three where Hamlet will instruct the players. And this is the act where we hear the mousetrap play. Elsinora Hall in the castle. Enter Hamlet and three of the players. Speak the speech I pray you as I pronounced it to you, trippingly on the tongue. A little alliteration there with trippingly on the tongue. And that is sort of project out uh, to the tongue, tongue. And so everything is pronounced distinctly. I recently saw a YouTube video which uh, purported to show how Shakespeare's plays were really, really sounded to the audience. It was very fast and muddled. Now, I'm not enough of a scholar to dispute that, but I would think it would be very difficult for an even an audience that was used to that type of speech to be able to hear and appreciate the language. But I could be wrong. But I think this is a piece of internal evidence that he wanted it to be said so it could be understood. But if you mouth it as many of our players do, I had life a town crier spoke my lines. No, do saw the air too much with your hand. That's the image of the hand like a saw. That is, don't be too uh, broad in one's gestures. Thus, but use all gently. For in the very torrent tempest, as I may say, whirlwind of your passion, you must acquire and beget a temperance that may give it smoothness. Oh, it offends me to the soul to hear a robustuous, peripated, that's when it wears a wig, fellow tear a passion to tatters, to very rags, to split the ears of the groundlings. That's um, the people in the cheap seats or who actually had no seats at all but were standing who for the most part are capable of nothing but inexplicable drug dumb shows and noise. I would have such a fellow whipped for overdoing termagant. It out Herod's Herod. Uh, now Herod, that's, um, uh, can either be the, uh, the killing of the infants in Jerusalem or the dance of Salome. At any rate, Herod is seen as a, a raging uh, person. Pray you avoid it. I warrant your honor. Be not too tame either, but let your own discretion be your tutor. Suit the action to the word, to the word to the action. And this was special of her of observance, that you overstep not the modesty of nature, for anything so overdone is from the purpose of playing, whose end, both at the first and now, was and is to hold as twere the mirror up to nature, to show virtue her own feature, scorn her own image and the very age and body of time, his form and pressure. Now this overdone or come tardy off, though it make the unskillful laugh, cannot make 
the judicious grieve, cannot but make the judicious grieve. The censure of the one which must in your allowance or weigh a whole theater of others. Um, that is, the players should be playing for those who understand, who have discretion, not playing to the mass or the groundlings, as Shakespeare called them. Oh, there be players that I have seen play and heard others praise, and that highly, not to speak it profanely, that neither having the accent of Christians nor the gait of Christians, pagan nor man, has so strutted and bellowed that I sought some of nature's journeymen had made men and not made them well, for they imitated humanity so abominably. I hope that we have reformed that indifferently with us, sir. I'll reform it altogether. And let those that play your clowns speak no more than is set down for them. For there be, there be of them that will themselves laugh to set on some quantity of barren spectators to laugh too. Though in the meantime, some necessary question of the play be then to be considered. That's villainous and shows the most pitiable ambition in the fool that use it. Go make you ready. Exit players, enter Polonius, Rosencrantz, and Guildenstern, my three favorite people. How now, my lord, will the king hear this piece of work? I, the queen, too, and that presently. Bid the players make haste, exit Polonius. We too help to help to hasten them. We will, my lord. What ho, Horatio, enter Horatio. Here, sweet lord, at your service. Horatio, thou art e'en as just a man as my conversation cupped with all. Oh, my dear friend, nay, do not think that I flatter. For what advancement may I hope from thee that hath no that no revenue hast but thy goodly spirits to feed and clothe thee? Why should the poor be flattered? Now nah, let the candy tongue lick absurd pomp and crook the present hinges of the knee. Um, that is, uh, flatter and bow down, crook the pregnant hinges of the knee. Where thrift may follow fawning, dost thou hear? Since my dear soul was mistress of her choice, and could of men distinguish her election, has sealed thee for herself. For thou hast been as one in suffering all that suffers nothing, a man that fortunes buffets and rewards, and take with equal thanks. And blessed are those whose blood and judgment are so well commettled that they are not a pipe for fortune's finger. Okay, a pipe for fortune's finger. That is like a, um, a recorder, um, a, a, a flute of some sort that pipe for fortune's finger. That is anything that can be, uh, uh, that fortune can make it change. And we're going to get this image in a little bit, well, again, with Rosencrantz and Guildenstern later. They are not a pipe for fortune's finger to sound what stop she please. Okay, stop is a uh, musical instrument term. Give me that man that on his passion slave, and I will wear him in my heart's core, I in my heart of hearts, as I do thee. Something too much of this. There is a play tonight before the king, one soon of it comes near the circumstance which I have told thee of my father's death. So that's the first time we hear that Hamlet has in fact confided in Horatio about what the ghost told him. I pray thee, when thou seest that, that act of foot, even with the very comment of thy soul, observe my uncle, if his occulted guilt does not unkennel in one speech, um, that is, the, the guilt of uh, Claudius is compared to a dog, unkennel in one speech. 
It is a damn ghost that we have seen, and my imaginations are as foul as Vulcan Smithy, Sithy, uh, not Smithy, Sithy, but we would call it a Smithy. Vulcan, of course, being the, the god of, uh, of the hearth and the forge. Give him heedful note, for I, mine eyes, will rivet to his face, and after we both our judgments join in censure of his seeming. Well, my lord, if a steel ought whilst this play is playing and escape detecting, I will pay the theft. Okay, uh, Trumpets and Kettledums, Danish March, Enter the King, Queen, Polonius, Ophelia, Rosencrantz, Guildenstern, and other lords, the guard carrying torches. They are coming to the play. I must be idle. Get you a place. How fair is our cousin Hamlet, says the king. Excellent of faith of the chameleon's dish. I eat the air. Promise, Grand, you cannot feed capons so. I have nothing with this answer, Hamlet. These words are not mine, nor mine now, because he had already spoken. To Polonius, my lord, you played once in the university, you say. That did I, my lord, and was accounted a good actor. What did you enact? I did enact Julius Caesar. I was killed of the capital. Brutus killed me. It was a brute part of him to kill so capital a calf there. Okay, a little uh, obvious punning there. Be the players ready. I, my lord, they stay upon your patience. Come hither, my dear Hamlet, sit by me. No, good mother, here's metal more attractive. And he goes, sits by Ophelia. Polonius to the king, oh, ho, do you mark that? Hamlet, lady, shall I lie in your lap? Sits down at Ophelia's feet. No, my lord, I mean my head upon your lap. I, my lord, do you think I meant country matters? Um... Not sure what he means there. Some of the notes say that it was uh, uh, that he wanted to make love to her, and that was what she was reacting to. I think nothing, my lord. That's a fair thought to lie between maids' legs. What is, my lord? Nothing. You're merry, my lord. Who? I? I, my lord. Oh, God, you're only jig maker. What should a man do but me merry? For look you how cheerfully my mother looks, and my father died within two hours. Nay, tis twice two months, my lord, four months. So long. Nay, then, let the devil wear black, for I'll have a suit of sables. Oh, heavens, died two months ago, and not forgotten. Then there's hope. A great man's memory may outlive his life by half a year. But by our lady, he must build churches then, or else shall he suffer not thinking on. With the hobby horse whose epitaph is, for oh, for oh, the hobby horse is forgot. Okay, and then hot boys, that's the type of trumpet play. The dumb show enters. Enter a king and queen very lovingly, the queen embracing him and he her. She kneels, makes show of protestation unto him. He takes her up and declines her head upon her neck. He lays him down upon a bank of flowers. She's seen him sleep, leaves him. Anon comes in a fellow, takes off his crown, kisses it, pours poison in the sleeper's ears and leaves him. The queen returns, finds the king dead, and makes passionate action. The poisoner, with some three or four mutes, comes in again, seemed to condole with her. The dead body is carried away. The poisoner woos the queen with gifts. She seems harsh and unwilling, unwilling a while, but in the end, accept his love, and I'll exit. Ophelia, what they means this, my lord? Mary, this is Milching Malhecho. It means mischief. 
you like this show imports the argument of the play enter prologue uh, we shall know by this fellow the players cannot keep counsel they'll tell all uh, what a tell us what this show meant i or any show that you'll show him uh, be not you ashamed to show he'll shame to tell you what it means you are not you are not i'll mark the play for us and for our tragedy here stooping to your clemency we beg you here patiently and the prologue leaves is this a prologue or the posy of a ring tis brief my lord as woman's love enter two players as king and queen full 30 times has Phoebe's cart gone round um that is uh talking about the sun it might be uh 30 years neptune salt wash and telus orbed ground and 30 dozen moons with borrowed sheen about the world have times 12 30s been yes it's 30 years since love our hearts and hymen did our hands hymen was god of marriage you're not commutual in most sacred bands queen in the play so many journeys may the sun and moon make us again count or ere love be done but woe is me you are so sick of late so far from cheer and from your former state that i distrust you yea though i distrust discomfort you my lord it nothing must for women's fears and love whole quantity and not aught or in extremity now what my love is proof hath made you know as my love is seized, my fear is so. Where love is great, the littlest doubts are fear. Where little fears grow great, great love grows there. King, faith I must leave thee, love and shortly too. My operant powers their functions leave to do. And thou shalt live in this fair world behind. Honored, beloved, and happily one is kind. For husband shalt thou. Oh, quit, confound the rest. Such love must needs be treason in my breast. In second husband, let me be accursed. None wed the second, but who killed the first. Hamlet aside, wormwood, wormwood. The instances that second marriage move are base respects of thrift, but none of love. Okay, we see another appearance there of thrift. Uh, when Hamlet... Uh, first uh sees horatio he talks about thrift and that the uh the funeral meets did um did furnish out the marriage fees because of thrift our base respects of thrift but none of love a second time i'll kill my husband dead when second husband kisses me in bed i do believe you think now what you speak but what we do determine oft we break purpose is but the slave to memory a violent birth but poor validity which now the fruit unwipe run ripe sticks on the tree but fallen shaken when thy mellow be most necessary tis that we forget to pay ourselves what we ourselves is debt what to ourselves in passion we propose the passion ending doth the purpose lose the violence of either grief or joy their own enactures with themselves destroy where joy most revels grief doth must lament grief joys joy grieves on slender accident this world is not for i nor tis not strange that even our loves should with our fortunes change for tis a question left us yet to prove whether love leave fortune or else fortune love 
The great man down, you mark his favorite flies. The poor advance, make friends of enemies. And hitherto doth love on fortune tend. For who does, for who not needs, shall never lack a friend. And who in want a hollow friend doth try, directly seasons him his enemy. But orderly to end where I begun, our wills and fates do so contrary run, that our devices still are overthrown, our thoughts are ours, there ends none of our own. So think thou will not second husband wed, but die thy thoughts when thy first lord is dead. Nor earth to give me food, nor heaven light, sport and repose, locked from me day and night, to desperation turn my trust and hope. That's a hint of suicide there. And anchors cheer in prison be my scope. Each opposite that blanks the face of joy meet what I would have well, and it destroys. Both here and hence pursue me lasting strife. If once a widow ever I be wife. Hamlet, if she should break it now. King, the play king. Tis deeply sworn, sweet, leave me here a while. My spirits grow dull, and fain I would beguile the tedious day with sleep. Sleep, rock thy brain, he sleeps, and never come mischance between us twain. Exit Hamlet to his mother. Madam, how like you this play? The lady doth protest too much, methinks. Famous line, she protests too much, is how it's usually said. But the correct line is, the lady doth protest too much, methinks. Oh, but she'll keep her word. Claudius, have you heard the argument? Is there no offense in it? So he's uh, he's picking up what Hamlet's doing. No, no, they do but jest. Poison and jest. No offense in the world. Okay, a little pun, pun there. The words poison in jest, three words, but poison in jest is telling him to uh, take poison. What do you call the play? The Mousetrap. Okay, famous name there, Agatha Christie's uh, longest running play in London's East End takes its uh, name from that. Mary Howe, tropically. The play is the image of a murder done in Vienna. Gonzago is the Duke's name. His wife, Baptista, you shall see anon. Tis a knavish piece of work, but what of this? Your majesty and we that have free souls, it touches us not. Let the gall jade winch. Uh, now withers are unwrung. Enter Lucian, Lucianus. This is one Lucianus, nephew to the king. Ophelia, you are good as a chorus, my lord. Hamlet, I could interrupt between you and your love if I could see the puppets dallying. You are keen, my lord, you are keen. It would cost you a groaning to take off mine edge. Still better and worse. So you mistake your husbands. Begin, murderer. Leave thy damnable faces and begin. Come, the croaking raven doth bellow for revenge. Okay, player. Thoughts black, hands apt, drugs fit, and time agreed. Confederate season, else no creature seem. Thou mixture rank of midnight weeds collected, with Akati's band thrice blessed, thrice infected. Thy natural magic and dire property on wholesome life usurps immediately. Okay, Hecate there is um, Hecate, famous witch. And he's saying he's got his poisons ready. And it will um, it will take someone's life immediately. 
pours the poison in his ears. Hamlet, I poisoned him in the garter for garden for us for a state. His name's Gonzago. The story is extant and written in very choice Italian. You shall see anon how the murderer gets the love of Gonzago's wife. Ophelia, the king rises. What? Frighted with false fire? Alfares, my lord. Give over the play, says Polonius. King, give me some light away. Lights, lights, lights. Exent all but Hamlet and Horatio. Why let the stricken deer go weep the heart and galled play? For some much watch, while some must sleep, thus runs the world away. Would not this, sir, in a forest of feathers, if the rest of my fortunes turned Turk with me, with two provincial roses on my razor trees, give me fellowship and a cry of players, sir, half a share, a whole one eye, that's uh, probably the shares in the in the troop. For thou dost know, Damon dear, this realm dismantled was of Jove himself, and now reigns here a very, very peacock. You might have rhymed, oh good Horatio, I'll take the ghost's word for a thousand pound. Disperceive very well, my lord, upon the talk of the poisoning. I did very well note him. Ah, come some music, come the recorders. For the king like not the comedy, why then be like he likes it not, parody? Come some music. Enter Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. Guildenstern. Good my lord, vouchsafe me a word with you, sir, a whole history. The king, sir. I, sir, what of him? In his retirement, is in his retirement marvelously distempered with drink, sir. No, my lord, rather with choler. Your wisdom should show itself more richer to signify this to the doctor. For, for, for to me, to put him to his purgation would perhaps plunge him into more choler. Uh, that's a reference to sending him to hell. Good, my lord, put your discourse into some frame and start not so wildly from my affair. I am tame, sir, pronounce. The queen, your mother, in most great affliction of spirit, has sent me to you. You are welcome. And nay, good my lord, this courtesy is not of the, of the right breed. It shall please you to make a wholesome answer. I will do your mother's commandment. If not, your pardon, and my return shall be the end of my business. Sir, I cannot. What, my lord? Make you a wholesome answer. My wit is diseased. But, sir, such answer as I can make, you shall command, or rather you shall say, my mother. Therefore, no more, but to the matter. My mother, you say? Then thus she says, your behavior has struck her into amazement and admiration. Oh, wonderful son that can so astonish a mother. But is there no sequel at the heels of this mother's admiration in part? She desires to speak with you in her closet ere you go to bed. We shall obey where she ten times our mother. Okay, reference there. Uh, she has become, in essence, twice um, his mother. Uh, once with uh, the old king and now uh, with her new husband. Have you any further trade with us? Um, trade is an insult there. My Rosencrantz, my lord, you did love, you, you once did love me. I, and do still by these pickers and stealers. That's his hands he's referring to. Uh, also reference uh, to uh, the rather low ca character of Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. Good my lord, what is the cause of your distemper? 
you surely bar the door upon your illiberty if you de- if you deny your grace to your friends, sir. I lack advancement. How can that be when you have the voice of the king himself for your succession in Denmark? I said, but while the grass grows, the proverb is somewhat musty. And to the players with recorders, that's the pipes. Oh, the recorders, let me see one to withdraw with you. Why do you go about to recover the wind of me as if you would drive me into its oil? Um, That is, they were so close to him that when he breathed out, they would be breathing in what he breathed out. Guildenstern. Oh, my Lord, if my duty be too bold, my love is too unmannerly. I do not well understand that. Will you play upon this pipe? My Lord, I cannot. I pray you. Believe me, I cannot. I do beseech you. I know no touch of it, my Lord. It is as easy as lying. Govern these vintages with your fingers and thumb. Give it breath with your mouth, and it will discourse most eloquent music. Look you, these are the stops. Okay, he's accusing them of lying there. But these cannot, I command, to any utterance of harmony. I have not the skill. And why look you now how unworthy a thing you make of me? You would play upon me. You would seem to know my stops. You would pluck out the heart of my mystery. You would sound me from my lowest note to the top of my compass. And there is much music, excellent voice in this little organ. Yet you cannot make it speak. Blood, do you think I am easier to be played upon than a pipe? Call me what instrument you will, though you can fret me, you cannot play upon me. And I've seen this done where he smashes the recorder as he's uh, he's giving this angry speech. Um, the image is, is obvious there that he uses about the, the frets and the stops and everything. And I really like that last line. You can fret me, you cannot play upon me. A double meaning there in fret, obviously. Interpolonius, God bless you, sir. My lord, the queen would speak with you, and presently, Hamlet, do you see yonder cloud that's almost in shape of a camel? Uh, by the mass, and tis like a camel indeed, methinks it is like a weasel. It is backed like a weasel, or like a whale, very like a whale. Okay, uh, Polonius is saying anything that Hamlet uh, says to him. Uh, guess maybe because he thinks he's mad or he's just humoring a uh, uh, someone who's above him in the hierarchy. Then I will come to my mother by and by. They fool me to the top of my bent. I will come by and by. I will say so. By and by is easily said. Leave me, friends. Leave all but Hamlet. Tis now the very witching time of night. When churchyards yawn and hell itself breathes out contagion to this world. Okay, uh, we had an image a few lines previously about him uh, breathing out in Rosencrantz or Guildenstern trying to breathe it in. Now could I drink hot blood and do such bitter business as the day would quake to look on. Okay, a little bit of an echo there of the, um, the Hecuba speech in the fall of Troy. Um, he's getting ready. Um, he's got his proof that uh, Claudius, in fact, killed his his father. He has the confession that he was looking for. So he's ready to take revenge now, he says. 
soft now to my mother. O oh, heart, lose not thy nature. Let not ever the soul of Nero enter this firm bosom. And Nero killed his mother. Let me be cruel, not unnatural. Okay, cruel, we're going to see that picked up on later. I will speak daggers to her, but use none. My tongue and soul in this be hypocrites. How in my words soon ever she be shent. To give them seals, never my soul consent. So that's the end of scene two. And then we go to scene three. And we pick up again with the king, Rosencrantz, and Guildenstern. So that looks like a convenient place to stop now. So until next time, adieu.